Well, and arguably, my one-month-old child is decaying. From the he is on his born, slow march to death. Second you're born, yeah. you are on the path. It's greater depreciation than driving a car off the lot. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. podcast is thematically oriented for the consumption of adults. The following program and its content are brought to you by LiteratePe.com and their affiliates and contain adult content and themes. We advise the listener to consume at their best discretion. Sales lady, when I was in radio, she was in sales and she was an older lady. And everybody in the Clear Channel cluster hated her. She was like, she just, like they didn't hate her, they just... She annoyed everybody. Like, just nobody liked her, you know? Um, and I, I liked her fine, she, but I didn't work that closely with her, so whatever. And she died, I, I don't, she it was sudden. I think she just had a heart attack or something like that. And of course, you know, when she dies, then everybody is like, oh, we're so was she Was she older and... She was, she was probably... Like 52? No, like, she were was you probably like, to die? No, she was probably... <laughs> like, yeah, because 52, it's like, oh. Yeah, that could be dead. Holy shit, you're here again? Wow, oh, wow. good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, every time you walk into work, everyone gives you a standing ovation. They, they, when I walk it. in, they're like, it's like, oh. Another day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, she was probably like early 70s, okay. late 60s maybe. So she wasn't old, but. 70s is pretty old. Uh, yeah. I mean, then again, I thought 52 was old when I was 30, so I get right. it. I get it. Uh, but yeah, she. She died, and that was, you know, it's a bummer. It was sad. It didn't affect my life, really. But everybody in the cluster is like, oh, Pat, and we so... It's like, you all are fucking full of shit. <laughs> because if she was here today, you'd be like, oh, fucking Pat, shut up. Stop bothering us. And they did this whole balloon release, and it was just, it was ridiculous. From work, they did a balloon release? Yeah, it was insane. And I was working at, up at the Stratosphere at the time, so my studio, my radio booth was up at the Stratosphere, and I could see, because, like, the the radio station was like a block or two away and I knew they were doing this but I was on air with the stratosphere and I saw the balloons go and I'm just thinking this you guys are full of shit well I mean it's yeah. kind of that that I mean that kind of sort of fake grief is you know and I get it I totally get it when people are you know like there's a school shooting or 9-11 or I mean when there's something like that and a lot of people die and I understand that some people are just sensitive enough that they feel like they have to grieve. Yeah. But I didn't know those people. Right. I mean, I'm sad that this bad thing happened. Right. But I'm not grieving because I didn't lose anyone. Right. So I have a... I, I, I mean, everybody's got their way of dealing with the world. But when there's a school shooting and you can't go to work because you're inconsolable... Yeah, that's a bit much. Maybe there's a little drama going on. Yeah. Maybe there's a little a look at me. Maybe oh, there's a, a little bit of... Maybe a little bit of the, oh, look at my wide-open emotional yeah. standpoint. Aren't I fucking woke? Mm -hmm. You fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, the other one was this guy when I was <laughs> working with uh, MGM Mirage Company, this guy, Ken Dockery. Uh, he was... This was back in 2007, so he was, I think, 50 or 51 at the time, <clears throat> and 51 forever, because he's dead now, so he's not aging anymore. I don't know if you knew that. Like, when you die, you stop aging. That's not true. It just, you stop. Have and you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah, but they're not aging. I mean, they're looking worse. They're decaying. Yeah, but they're not 
aging. Really, like they're not. No, can wait a minute. Can you like, see I'm now, It's my birthday. No, you know? no, but well, I mean, they don't recognize the age. That doesn't mean they're not aging. Well, but they're not aging in the way that the living age. It's they're just decaying. Well, that's what we're doing. But that's the walking. You're dead. not old. But they're not, you're not different old than enough, the dead people. You're not old enough to re- recognize that that's really what we're doing. <laughs> well, I when know you, it's a slow when you start, When you yes. start just walking down the street and you don't twist your ankle and you don't do anything to it, and all of a sudden your fucking ankle feels like it's going to fall off. Yeah. And you go, "What the fuck is that?" And you realize it's because you're post fifty, and it's just the way it is. Well, even then, you then, start to understand why old people are slow. <laughs> and in a shitty mood most of the time. Well, yeah, it's everything's hard. Everything starts to hurt yeah. because you're decaying. So we are the Walking Dead. Well, arguably, my one-month-old child is decaying from the he is second on his born, slow march to death. Second you're born, yeah. you are on the path. It's greater depreciation than driving a car off the lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's way greater. Depreciation. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Uh, but this guy so, Ken, yeah. uh, he was just one of the funniest, funniest dudes that I'd ever known. He was really really dry and a really nice guy and uh and just a co like we never hung out after work or anything like that we were just like going to work and hanging out with this dude and going to lunch and it was just always a blast it was just a blast yeah. Yeah. it was one of those guys that was fun to hang out with yeah but you had enough of him when you went home and you just went home yeah, yeah. um but he I th- he must have had a heart attack or something because he like died on a weekend it was a Saturday um and he was on his couch taking a nap and just that was it and apparently he had no history of heart problems or you know anything like that. He just, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. Um, but that was a big bummer because, like for the rest of the time that I was there, there was very clearly something missing. You know, like lunch wasn't as fun, and just you know fewer emails coming in with funny stuff. You know, it just it was a bummer. And I think about him often, just because like, oh man, Ken Dockery. Yeah, there's you know. like, well, I mean, the reason I bring it up is uh, that uh, this last week I found out, and this was sort of interesting because um, uh, I haven't I haven't actually seen Carl Castle yeah. um, in person since I saw him once since he retired in uh, 2014 mm-hmm. from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and the reason he was retired, the reason he, he that's like, he did not want to retire. Yeah, he was retired because he was diagnosed with early Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So he's been on his way out. In fact, it lasted this long. It's, it's kind of surprising given the diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but he passed on mm-hmm. just this week. And I was at the office at Millennium Park. And everybody there in this small staff knows that I worked for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Right. And Hillary, who is the, uh, I think she's the education director, she comes up and she goes, Oh, my God, did you see? I just got an alert. And I'm working. Right. So I'm not tied to my phone looking for alerts of yeah. Facebook news <laughs> and it, it's that Carl Castle died yeah. and it really hit me yeah because um, you, you know, worked I, with them for 10 years yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it's not like I went and you know went into a corner and curled up into a fetal position and wept it's just I, I, I went out and I had a pipe and I, I you know I was really I don't know if I would say I was shaken but it was it was kind of a, a bitter pill to swallow yeah um, because he was the thing about it is Carl, and I've said that, and I wrote about it, is uh, in a world full of bullshit, he was one of the truly good guys, mm-hmm. one of the nicest men I ever met in my life. Yeah. Always super. He was the first one that really welcomed me when I came mm-hmm. to Way Way Don't Tell Me when Peter couldn't even remember my name, and Carl was just the nicest guy. Yeah. And part of me at first got very kind of bummed out, and then I thought, you know, why would we feel bad? 
for I, you know, do I feel bad for Carl? Because his last years were probably not great. Yeah. And he'd lived a full and wonderful life. And we and maybe it's because we have such a uh, hellbent survival instinct. Yeah. But we view death as sort of like this punishment. Mm-hmm. Like death is the punishment that you get. Oh no, death. You've finally been punished oh, for you, living. You got me. And and it, it's almost I thought maybe it's not a punishment, maybe it's the reward. Well, Maybe when you pass on, it's sort of like, all right, you made it. You've crossed the finish line. And nobody, when you like run the marathon and you cross that finish line, goes, oh, man. <laughs> You're no longer running the yeah. marathon. You now get to rest. Oh, I feel so bad for you. That's just not how we do it. Well, I think it depends on, on who... There you go. Yeah, we live uh, we live near a hospital. That person's gonna die. Somebody's dying, or the guy uh, that was standing in the way of that <laughs> fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm moving so fast, and you're slow. I'm honking. They were old, and they were pissed off. Well, that's the thing. Is like you know when when a <clears throat> when an older person who's like like Carl who's 84, right? He was like 84 years old, something yep. like that. Um, you know, in his last years, he had dementia. Like that's like, dude, you lived a great life. 84 ain't bad. Not bad at that all. It ain't bad. And yeah, those last few years when you're sick and you know, yeah, it's it's a release. It's cool. I think it's different when it's you know when someone was taken too soon. Like that phrase, I, I don't know, because like I was saying a minute ago, like when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a reason that you you know that the young kids died in the school shooting or whatever. I'm not saying that well, like I mean, a five year old at Sandy Hook does you know. Well, like, I mean, there's it's, a reason it's for a that, horrible you know, thing but, that happens, but maybe the perspective we need to have, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, but maybe the perspective we need to have is not that they were too soon. It's just they didn't have to run the whole fucking marathon. I mean, if if all of a sudden you're running the marathon and you're about two miles in, and somebody just walks up and gives you a medal and says you win. Yeah. You don't have to run 26 miles. You got to run two and you still won. And you'll always be remembered. As bring this person who ran two miles and won the marathon. So perhaps the way we reframe this whole death thing is to simply look at it as, hey, if you get, if you get, you know, and maybe this is a little too, uh, you know, life is pain sort of Mother Teresa It's sounding a little bit like life is pain. But that's not where I'm going with it. No, I don't, that's things, I don't think life is pain. I think life rocks. I'm enjoying my life. But I can't live my life in fear that the end is coming and that's bad. Right. It's just got to be... that's crippling. Well, that's Woody yeah. Allen. That's every right. movie he ever made. It's like, I am so filled with anxiety about the coming of my death. Mm-hmm. I think you should fight to stay alive if you can. But, <laughs> I mean, that would be, you know, I think yeah. that's probably a good instinct in general. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, okay. You, 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 won the, you won the race a little early. Yeah, I think that it's... You know, in the in the case of Carl, like it's you don't feel bad for Carl, Mm-mm. but his wife the and his is, family and his friends. I don't friends feel bad. And, I don't feel know. bad for his wife. She's relieved. Well, I mean, yes, she wouldn't that say too, that yes. out loud. Of course not. Of course but not. But yeah, there she's is relief. She's been living with a man who's slowly slipping away for the last four years. Yeah, and that's uh, hard to watch. And that's a very hard thing really to experience. Yeah. And I mean, what it reminds me of is my grandpa Jay, who died hard. 58 years old, had multiple heart attacks in the same night. They kept resuscitating him. He kept having a heart attack. Jesus. I mean, he his body said, fuck you, I'm going. His heart's like, I see your... your yeah, your, I see your EKG. I see your EKG, and I, and I raise you a fuck you. A fuck you over and over <laughs> and over. 
Grandpa Jay died hard, but he had this dog when I was growing up uh, named Colonel. And Colonel was a, a pure white Alaskan Husky mm-hmm. in Arizona, of all places, for an Alaskan Husky. But Colonel was the coolest dog. <laughs> Every day that dog's life, he's going, why the fuck am why I here? Why the fuck am I in it this heat? It is so hot. I want snow. <laughs> but this dog was the coolest dog ever. I loved Colonel. You know, I was just, I mean, just a little kid. Yeah. Up. But... They lived out in the middle of a, you know, it's like a cave. That was when Grandpa had done with the war, World War II. He was done as a, a as a roughneck oil rigger, mm-hmm. you know. And now he's retired, yeah. and he's he just dragged poor Grandma Betty. They got a, a camper, and I don't mean a trailer. I mean a camper. Yeah, like the full blown Winnebago. They bus. would live yeah. on KOA camps sure. all over the country, yeah. and they kind of landed in Arizona, living down in the middle of the desert. Um, and one day, Colonel just disappeared. Huh. And I asked my grandpa about it. And my grandpa said, well, he probably went to die and didn't want us to see it. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if that's true. It's Maybe he got hit by a car. Well, well you know. there's that. But, but I love this mental image of Colonel going, yeah, I'm going to die. I'm done. I'm going to save everybody the bullshit. I'm just going to go wander off into the desert and die. I'm going to go look for snow. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe that's what I'm he was going looking for. I'm going to look for, look for snow. fucking snow. And, uh, and there's so he's always somewhere in the Rockies, idea. just fine, like, bouncing around in the snow in the Rockies. He's the happiest he's fucking yeah. dog ever. He's like, fuck he's old as fuck, you, but he's like, it's snow. This is some goddamn snow. <laughs> fuck you with your desert and your KOA camp. But um, I've often thought that if, if there was some way for me, like if there was like a button, like a, a gauge yeah. that said, okay, Don, you've got four days. It's like I'd wrap up my affairs. I'd go. I would go as far away from everybody I knew. I would go where no one knew who I was, and I would die alone because what a relief for every... Because really, death is not that bad for the person dying. It's bad for everybody else. Yeah, but the problem with that is that everybody else wants to take care of you. They but want, if you even, know even you're going to die, if there's no way they can take care of it you, doesn't you're matter. just going to die. Yeah, that's but, good, but they that's still, a nice thing. They that's still a, want to take care of you. They still want to wrap you up and bury you and say you're nobody wants to do the how expensive that shit is right yes but there's a closure that they get they get to say their goodbyes they get to there's this great thing that the that the jews do and i don't say this very often i know you don't that's why it surprises me to hear you say that (laughs) but at a jewish funeral uh you you know the, the casket goes in the ground uh, unless it's if it's in a vault, that's a, it's a totally different thing. But if it goes in the ground, you people take the shovel and they put the dirt. <clears throat> and the whole point of that is, and I'm, I'm very loosely paraphrasing, it's this person took care of us in life, and the the, th- the last thing we can do for them is to tuck them in. Is basically what it is, which I think is a really really or nice. Or let some sentiment. balloons up into the Las Vegas. Well, she guy. wasn't a Jew, so she didn't okay, get the yeah, whole so just saying, shovel in the dirt. But I yeah. Think- So you're a smart guy. You've lived in Chicago for what, 20 something? 30 years. 30 years, okay. So you know the history of Chicago pretty well, right? Uh, yeah. So you know that in 1887, Chicago was the site uh, for the very first midget tossing expo. You, like in the world. This I is where not, it happened. I did not know that. Little people from all over the world traveled here to this city to be thrown across a field that, the, uh, that later became uh, the United Center. Wow. Yeah. The grand champion uh-huh. was Tony the Guat Zamboni. Two foot, three inches, it was tossed 45 feet. 
I had no idea. I've been here 30 years, didn't know that. Did you also know that in 1978, Chicago was named the city of brotherly love, but lost a title when Chicagoans went to Philly and beat the living shit out of those people? <laughs> no, no, I had no idea. How do you know these things? Well, I went to the completely fake Chicago trolley tour with Chris Churchill. Ah. So I'm very well informed. That is that is the reason. And the next one, you can you can get in on this, this right. kind of knowledge. The next one is Sunday, April 29th. It starts at Haymarket Pub and Brewery at 7 p.m. Tickets are 25 bucks in advance at Eventbrite. Go online, buy your damn tickets, because you need this information. Uh, you know, I am. I'm going, because my knowledge of my city is poor, like the south side. So you wrote a piece not too long ago that, uh, that I thought was very funny <laughs> about someone that you used to work with. And it was. I, it made me laugh start to finish. And then you thought better of it and decided that maybe it was a little too personal. And you said, you know, I'm not going to. This is a little too close to the bone and I, it might get me in trouble. And it made me think about the many times that I wish I had the impulse that you had, which was mm, maybe I shouldn't. The impulse Post to not this. be impulsive. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The, the, it's like there's so many times where I've thought, thought to myself, God, I wish I'd had just a little bit more self-control mm -hmm. or I would not have made such a horse's ass of myself yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what it made me think. Yeah, of. I just, I mean, it was this, the, the piece I wrote, it was, I, I want to write that piece. I just, I need to, I'm still so full of vitriol, vitriol and rage um, and rage and you know, there's other people that are involved in it, and I don't want to affect them negative, negatively yet. I just, I need more time to just mellow with it, you know, to step away from the anger and rage and make sense of it and then get through it. Well, what I always say is, and you're telling a story, if you don't tell a story, if you're still bleeding from the wound. Right. So, yeah, you yeah. want to let that thing scab over, and scar And I thought, up. and I didn't realize that I was still bleeding a bit, mm -hmm. because I thought, like, okay, I'm ready to write this thing. And then I wrote it, and I'm like, I'm good. This is good. And then, like, a day later, I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not so good yet. This is still a oh, little... Oh, I totally knew you weren't good. Yeah. yeah I read it, and I'm like, oh, this really much. pisses him off still yeah. to this day. He's pissed yeah. off about this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. That's, I mean, I've got to, you know, I, I'm a grudge holder. I'm Irish. And I try not to be a grudge holder. Uh, but yeah, I still get pissed off. You know, injustice. It's personal injustice. It's petty. Yeah. It's pe it, al it always amounts to being, it's just really petty shit. And I, it, it occurred to me the other day, and my, this has occurred to me more than just the other day, but I was re it really stunning me. It's like America is now, we have one of us as president. Yeah, a guy just like us, vulgar, kind of stupid, but kind of not stupid. Says what he thinks. It's the worst parts about he us. Is, well, he is our absolute. He ego. is us in our avatar of Facebook. He's yeah. who we are. He is one of us, and he's not smarter than any of us. You know, that's we, no, we he's elected. Significantly, we elected our fucking. Yeah. We elected our fucking racist uncle. Yeah. To the president, and I look at kind of how people behave, and I realize, wow. We finally reverted because I remember a day. I do remember like my parents, maybe not my mom, but you know, it's like it's like the, that generation. School was different. 
high school was different, and mm -hmm. so there was a point where you moved past high school. Yeah. And we are now living an entire society of nothing but We're high still school. In high school, yeah. This pettiness, this anger, this retribution, everything is so hyper and fucking important. Everything's hyperbolic. Everybody's pain is so great. Well, and it's so easy to just put that shit out there because, like, with, with email, you can get pissed at somebody and just send it off and, mm -hmm. you know, you, with Facebook, Twitter, you, yeah. you type it out and then you hit the send or the tweet or whatever the fuck the, the button is and it's there. And you, I mean, you can take it back. Well, Unless no, someone screenshots it or well, whatever. Well, then they've got receipts. Yeah. Ah, fuck you with your receipts. You know, that old that old advice to, you know, write a letter, but don't send it. Yeah. Which is what I essentially have now done with that piece that yeah. I wrote. Like, I I exercise some demons that way, and that's, got that's okay. Um, but yeah, there's... Uh, I've, I've actually literally hit send when I probably shouldn't have hit send on an email before that wasn't... I wasn't angry or what, anything like that but it was when I was working at Career Builder for those six months that I was there and some you know email came out globally and I don't remember what it was about but I responded to it in the most nonsensical fucking insane you weird were way you a joke I was making a joke okay. but I wrote this long wasn't bullshit dirty story joke. about my Aunt Jean who I did have an Aunt Jean and but everything other beyond Aunt Jean actually existing. Everything else is total bullshit. It was about it was, there was weird sex shit and weird violence happening. Oh, and it, you and like it, wrote sex shit? Or yeah. Just, oh, like dirty stuff. Okay, just so like, it, it was dirty. It wasn't like Penthouse Forum. It was just and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was. Dear global it was, community, I it was inappropriate. I for was work. walking into my bathroom and there was a woman with great big titties and lavender. Well, no, you know, I didn't mean to send it. To the global, you were just sending I, it to. I meant to send. I think I meant to send it to reply to the original sender. Oh, because because I knew them and they, it was like and they, would we, think they was were funny. Cool and, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I accidentally hit reply all, and then bang the thing out and then hit send. And I'm like, yeah, that was fucking great writing. I'm really funny. He's gonna get a real kick out of this. And then I hear people throughout the office going, "Oh shit! Oh Himmel, what did you, David? What?" Did, and everyone's looking at me. and I'm thinking, "What the fuck? Oh." Oh, 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 fuck. Did you get fired? Well, not because of that. Oh, you got fired. I ended up getting laid off because Career Builder. There was, this was in 2008, so when everything went to shit, I got laid off as part of the, the whole Which is economy hysterical. Crash. Oh, the irony is thick. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so I go to the whole rescind the email or call it back, whatever that, which doesn't take it the doesn't... email out of people's inboxes. It just says, David has requested that the email be rescinded. Yeah, it or whatever basically that is. says, "Oh, I fucked it's up." Oops. Yeah. yeah, it's an oops button. It's not. So a I did that because I was in a panic, and then my manager comes up to me, and, and everyone has seen it. Everyone's laughing, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I'm I'm done for. This shit, that's embarrassing." And my manager walks up to me, and he goes, "Hey," and I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I, I gotta write you up." I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yep, totally fair. Totally yeah. fair. Where's the paper? Let's do this. Let's just. <laughs> so that's one of those things where like. And I do, the, to this day, I mean, this, that was what, 10, well, shit, 10 years ago now. Um, before, in most cases, before I send an email, I will look to make sure who the recipients are. Always. And to make sure that I haven't left some weird, Yeah, I've never done know, that in, in, a, in a work. Offensive thought. I've never <laughs> done that at work before. But this is, and this is the thing that makes me sad. There's, we've now hit a point where everything is so easily digitized and everything is so permanent and it, people can screenshot and all that stuff, is that you're not allowed to make mistakes anymore. No. You're not allowed to have a bad... You cannot, 
have a bad attitude. I mean, I was a homophobe when in the 80s when I was in college. I was a total homophobe. Why is that? Well, I just grew up in Kansas. Okay, yep. In a high school, a Christian high school in Kansas, and it was just, I hated homosexual. Did I the, just AIDS, thought, the, the AIDS epidemic I think, yeah, that was that, when yeah. it was kind of coming around, and it was like, and, and, you know, I just didn't know anybody that was gay. So, of course, I hated gay people. And I got to college and, and, and became very close friends with someone who I did not think was gay and found out he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to be my friend anymore because I was a fucking bigot. Yeah. And I had to really kind of embrace that. And, and you know, and I, I, I could see other people, and, and myself, I could see getting defensive and then saying, fuck it. But that was not where I was at at yeah. that time. I was in college and I was a drunk. But I was trying to learn and be mm-hmm. a better person. Yeah. And so I ended up going to a whole bunch of gay bars and just trying to talk to gay men. Mm-hmm. And I would always lead off with, hi, my name's Don. I'm a homophobe. <laughs> and I don't want to be one. Would you mind sitting and having a drink with me and just talking a little bit? And I mean, I got beat up in a parking lot twice because of this line. By gays? Yeah. They know how to fight? See, this is the thing. Gays aren't just... <laughs> Billy Crystal from Soap. Right. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not Sean Benjamin from fucking yeah. Dylan Grace. A lot of gay men, they men, they're, they, they take yeah. very good, there's a lot, not all, but there's a portion that take a lot of pride in their bodies <laughs> and are badass and yeah. will beat the shit out of you in a parking lot. If and you rightfully so. If, yeah, if you're well, a thing, yeah. But once in a while, somebody would go, oh, wow, you're really trying. I will talk to you. See, I would, if, I were, if I were a gay man and, and you or anybody else came up to me and said that, I would be suspect. Like, are they, are they trying to trap me? I into, had some of that. Yeah. You know, are they going to beat the shit out of me and kill me or whatever the fuck? Yeah, it is? or whatever it is. But maybe, here's an opportunity to do some. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was doing. And good and for I, you. I mean, I. And good then for I, you for having the balls. Well, and then to, I came to Chicago and I ended up meeting a whole host of people that were not like me. And I kind of, I well, not kind of, yeah. I grew uh, much more appreciative. Well, that's just it. You grew. The other. Yeah. And that's, that. you know, that's... that's you people change. We want people to change. The thing we about it is, grow if, and learn. If, if that had been, if when I was in college, if there had been Facebook, mm-hmm. this is the thing that I was like, if there had been Facebook in college, yeah. and it was like it is today, I would have never had the opportunity to grow. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right. So my three things this week, the first one is a listen. Okay. Curate your soul music collection. Ooh, that's very good call. Very good call. Uh, if you have Spotify, this is the easy way to do it. I don't have Spotify. But an easy way to do it is to get on Spotify and just like type in in the search, just type in Stax Records. Because Stax Records, of course, that's, is like the soul that's it. record. That's it. You know, record company. And then when you hear the shit, because you're gonna everything you hear, you're gonna like. But as you hear it, like take note and. You know, mark it down. Like, I need to get this record. I need to get this. Curate your soul, your soul music collection. I think that is an excellent do. That is a very good. My first one is a watch. Okay. And I know from talking to you, you have not seen it. The Florida Project. Yep. It was one of the Best Picture nominees. Sean Baker, who uh, previously made, has made one of the film, uh, Tangerine. Brilliant film. Um, the Florida Project is uh, all. I, you know, I don't want to get too much into it. It's it's basically set in sort of like this apartment complex slash hotel 
called the Magic Castle, mm -hmm. and it is uh, managed by Willem Dafoe in one of his most understated performances. He's brilliant, which might make it his best. It's no, I think I, I, there are some things I think I, I actually think. I just think he's a great actor. I like him from the Wooster Group, so I, I have an okay. affinity for him. Mm -hmm. so. um, but none of the actors' name, but it's basically from a child's perspective, kid, nobody gets off the hook. It's the kid, and she is the child of a woman who's obviously too young to have had a kid. Mm -hmm. They live in a hotel. She uh, is a sex worker. You know, there's a whole sequence where you keep seeing Mooney, that's the little girl, uh -huh. in the bathtub playing with different, like at one point she's playing with a slinky. She says, this slinky's broken. And this kid is hysterical, <laughs> like seven years old. Fucking funny. Yeah. Just, it's funny. Yeah. There's the, just watching kids be kids right. unbridled without yeah. rules. Yeah. This guy, but not mean. Just sort of like, although they do. The simplicity. The, the very the first simple thing genius is of sitting kids. up and spitting on this fat woman's car. Yeah. Then, and then it turns out, <laughs> this is the best. This, this is how life works. That's why I love this movie so much. It's like the very first thing is she and her two friends decide they, they hate this woman because she's a big, fat Mexican woman. And so they're spitting from a balcony onto her car. God. And the woman comes out and she complains and goes to her mom. And her mom is sort of like this brash white, with, white woman with all these tattoos. And she's got this fucking mouth. All right, they go and they clean her car off. Well, it turns out later on in the movie... When shit goes bad, they go right to this old grandma, this old Latin, the Mexican grandma, and she takes them in and treats them well, uh -huh. and they become best friends with her granddaughter. And so it's just like, that's the kind, it's like real yeah. life. Yeah. And, uh, but it's really about uh, the fact that they live so close to Walt Disney World, but never go. Mm hmm And there's something, it, it, all I know is Dana and I watched it, and we were loving the movie. We yeah. were enjoying it. We were laughing. We were really digging the characters. We were really like, oh, this is terrible. This is awesome. All this kind of stuff. And the last scene, they go, I don't want to give anything away, but they end this movie. And it's a perfect ending because it's not an ending. You mm -hmm. already know what's going to happen, so yeah. you don't need to be told. But the way they end this movie, Dana and I started bawling like wounded fucking animals. <laughs> and had to go to separate rooms in the house <laughs> to just release our Get tears because <laughs> and, and just trying and, and and when we would try to we'd come together and try to talk about it and start to ball even harder yeah, so we yeah, had to yeah. separate again <laughs> it was such a moving film um the florida project if you have not seen it i will tell you that it is better than get out it is better than three billboards it's better than phantom thread it is okay. the best film of 2017 okay and it's a shame it did not get an academy award there you go uh so my next thing is a do uh, coming off of the Curating Your Soul music. Uh, so when this episode airs, it'll be the day after Record Store Day. Okay. So if you did not do Record Store Day, and maybe even if, even if you did, go to the record store. You've already curated your soul music. Buy those records. Buy those CDs. If you, you can buy the digital stuff if you want, but like go there and dig through the bins and find that shit because there's, it's visceral when you're digging through... And holding it up and like, you know, a lot of this stuff is old. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of Stax record stuff is old and a lot of the soul music is old and it it feels incredible and it's like, wow, what, who's who else had this record? I mean, a lot of it is used so you can buy a lot of shit for cheap because a lot of it will be like $3.99 or $8.99, you know, like, yeah. so go to a record store, support the local business, support local record stores. We have a lot of really great record stores in Chicago. Um, 
But yeah, buy your damn so soul music. So start with curating, then go buy the records. Yep. All right, my number two is Reed. It is in the, it's a book called Enlightenment Now, The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress by Steve Pinker. Okay. Quote, my new favorite book of all time, unquote, Bill Gates. Um, if you think the world is coming to an end, think again. People are living longer, healthier, freer, and happier lives. And while our problems are formidable, the solutions lie in the enlightenment ideal of using reason and science. Nice with the phone. Sorry. I love it. I Sorry. Love it. No, that's okay. I was looking up one more thing, and yeah. You're just looking something up. This is the digital age. But yeah, uh, Enlightenment Now, The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress by Steve Pinker. It, it As dire as it seems like everything is... It's a great antidote for all of the social media gloom and doom. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my last thing is uh, to listen. We've talked about this before, the, the Reveal podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so good. I, what I was looking up when I interrupted oh. you, with, I'm trying to find what the actual episode was. Um, and shit if I can't find it. This is uh, like from the, the Center of Investigative Journalism. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, God, it's a great... A podcast. If you don't listen to Reveal, you should just listen to Reveal. Yeah, There's it's a specific really, really episode. Good. What's the it about? The specific episode is about uh, the safety problems at uh, Tesla. Oh, wow. And the gross uh, uh, behavior at Google of not paying women equal wages mm -hmm. and like what they're doing to... like they, they hire women, but they put them on a different path where mm -hmm. they're never going to get paid as much. Yeah, I read as about that. It's fucked up. And, like, no surprise. Yeah, shock. But the idea that, like, Google's so great and Tesla's amazing, but they have ping pong tables in their fucking lounge. Yeah. They gotta be right? awesome. Right? There's, like, there's beanbag chairs. There's beanbag chairs. How there's can snacks. they be a misogynist piece of shit There is Voss water in the fucking it's fridge. It's Voss water. Which is not, like, real water... It's just it's, it's in a just glass expensive bottle. glass bottle water, yeah. but yeah. So it's but it's a really great episode, um, just because it, it it kills a sacred cow, and it's like yeah. even the greatest companies aren't so aren't fucking, so fucking great. great. So, but it's a really it, they I mean they've they talk to some really the, the sources are really in tune, really informed, really experienced, um, and then especially with the Tesla thing, like the Tesla, and I don't want to give too much away, but Tesla basically you know in in when you have a like a you know in the factory you've got safety lines like yeah. yellow lines don't cross don't here cross because you're line. gonna get your fucking head chopped yeah. off uh tesla doesn't have those because elon musk doesn't want yellow lines on his beautiful gray floor so they're pushing away safety regulations and then sweeping reports of injuries related to the work under the rug like it's it's fucked up. It's because they have to have rugs because they can't have yellow lines. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's don't cross the rug. All right. Yeah. Reveal. It's all about Tesla and Google. And my my third, um, number one, is also a listen. It's a podcast. And this is actually a podcast I listened to. I read about it. I listened to a couple, like four or five episodes, and I went, yeah, this is something David would like. Okay. So this is a listen for everybody, but it's really a listen for you. It's called No Such Thing as a Fish. Ah, all right. It is a, it is a BBC... Uh, very British. It's extremely British. Uh, the QI researchers, they call it the, the, the key, researchers spend time relating to new things they've discovered. They've just got a whole cast of like these British researchers. Um, 
And the, the, he got the name, No Such Thing as a Fish, in the third episode of the eighth series, it's been around for a long time, yeah. known as Series H, an episode on the theme of hoaxes reported that after a lifetime studying fish, the biologist Stephen Jay Gould concluded that there was no such thing as a fish. <laughs> Okay. He reasoned that while there are many sea creatures, most of them are not closely related to each other in any way, shape, or form. For example, a salmon is more closely related to a camel than it is to a hagfish. The fuck? So that all the sea creatures are so different from each other that there is no such thing as a classification of a fish other than, well, they're all in the water. That surprises me, but uh, does not surprise and me that's, at all. And that's because, what this is. Yeah. So episodes like this. Yeah. yeah. Recent wow, episodes, okay. no such thing as a sexy black hole, no such thing as a hipster <laughs> pharaoh, and no such thing as the number six. I am telling you, this is one, it's funny and it is absolutely fascinating. I'm going to have to listen to this because I got to call, right off the bat, I got to call bullshit. I dated a black girl and she very much had a sexy black hole. Well, then we'll see if they cover that in that episode. So, there you go. I can't believe you just said that out <laughs> yeah, loud. Yeah, I said it. I, yeah. I meant it, They're too. not usually black. They're pink. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> when shit gets real, man. When shit gets real. And that's the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate your ears. Yes, we do. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 